Hello and welcome to The Culture. I'm Anna. And I'm Mark. And today we are talking about oof, a, a woman of many words. She got you shook. You know, I just went down the rabbit hole with this this chick. I watched and listened and read too many things. Do you do that with all of the groups? No. Or it really Some are kind of boring okay, to me. It really just requires you... And honestly, it requires them to be engaged right. with multimedia, right? Yeah. I I don't do that for every group. Some of them I'm kind of like, especially when it's like an old white dude and he has all these wives or whatever. Like, or like same old story. Yeah. It's kind of like very like, oh, whoop-de-doo. But this lady is interesting because she's pretty unique. Um, today we are talking about a woman named Teal Swan. Um, I think her... Her original birth name was Mary Teal Bosworth. Oh, so Teal is in her name. <clears throat> yeah. She okay. did, I don't know where Swan came from, though. Well, the name's terrible. Uh, it's not, though. If you're in that kind of circle. I mean, I guess. And her eyes are so blue that, like, being named Teal and having those crazy blue eyes. Yeah. I mean, it fits, it fits the profile, but I'm just, I'm not taking advice from someone named Teal Swan. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah. But I'm, clearly I'm the only one who's not, <laughs> as we'll get into. Yeah. So in this episode, we're going to kind of cover just a little bit of her background. And then you and I both watched the Hulu docu, docu-series called The Deep End. And so in this episode, we're going to kind of go through a little bit of her background and then cover episodes one and two. And then in our next episode, we'll cover the rest of the Hulu series. There's enough there. There's a lot. There is so much. Um, today, I'm using some sources, um, tealswan.com, about Teal. I mean, she did it herself. Uh, the Wikipedia on Teal Swan um, and a Refinery29 uh, article. Um, I mean, the good thing is a lot of the stuff like literally comes from her mouth. Correct. And you can find it. Right. I'm going to give some big disclaimers here. Okay. Big disclaimer. Number one, trigger warning about everything. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest trigger warning. (laughs) Trigger warning about childhood sexual abuse, physical abuse, parental neglect, um, suicide, eating disorders, everything. This one covers it all. Yeah. I think the only thing there there isn't maybe is murder, but not that we know of. But but kind of is murder, so we'll see. We'll see. Jeez. Not her murdering. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not claiming her. I'm not saying that she's a murderer. I'm saying that <laughs> she she says that she's witnessed murders. All right. In her satanic cult thing that she was in as a child. We'll get there. Um. So that's that's disclaimer number one. Disclaimer number two. Listen, Teal Tribe, as as they call them. I don't know Teal. I don't watch enough of Teal to say definitively how she is. I am presenting info based on the things that I have seen, which are The Deep End, the podcast The Gateway, and um, some articles and videos I've watched of Teal herself. Okay? Is it possible that she is grossly misrepresented? Sure. Is it likely? No. So... But chill. If you're a Teal Tribe and you don't want to hear anything negative about Teal, probably don't listen to the rest of this episode. Which you can always do with content that you do not want to be a right, part of. Right, right. This is the beauty of yeah, this. Turn just, it off. I'm just saying, like, this might trigger you, so don't listen to it if you don't want to hear it. Okay, so let's start with uh, Mary's birth, a.k.a. Teal. Um, she was born June 16th, 1984. So how old you are? How old are you? Hey, <laughs> uh, I was born eighty seven. Oh, okay. So, but you're we're younger. But than, we're like you're younger than. But too. honestly, like same realm. Like, yeah, we would have been same in, gen. We would have been in high school together, okay. right? Yeah, she'd so be a senior. You'd be a my, fresh. She's my contemporary. Yes. Which okay. Was, is the first time this has happened? Uh, I think so. Man, either I'm she's getting young. old or these cults are getting young. No, she's young. She's young. <laughs> She was born in Santa Fe, New Mexico, but she was born in or raised in Logan, Utah. Now we know about Utah, them, them Mormons in Utah, but she was not Mormon. Don't do that. Utah is a beautiful state. Dude, I would literally move to Utah tomorrow. Very diverse, (laughs) very white, diverse population. White diverse. 
That, I think that's an oxymoron. <laughs> I feel bad for them. I want to go. Why? I've never been. I, I want to move know. to Utah. I do too, but I just feel like it does get a smidgy of a bad rap. You can't dedicate a whole state to Mormonism. It's like saying all of okay. us here in California Hold on. mine gold because except, at one point except, we had a bunch of gold miners here. It's still in their stuff. Like, have you been to Utah ever? No. Okay. On their freeway signs are honey uh, beehives. Okay. That, that's the sign because the beehive represents the Mormon workers. I mean, it's a part of the history. It's like asking us to change the name of, you know, all the gold rush things we Mark, have. It's Mark. too much work. All right. Okay. We're, we're getting too far off. All right. Okay. Well, anyways. Shout out to the Mormons because I'm here for y'all. Anyway, she was raised in Logan, Utah. Her family was hippies though, not Mormons. Okay. Again, diverse white population. <laughs> this is the diversity. So, so she was, she claims that she was bullied because she was different, which sure that could, that could track for sure. I'm in on that. Yeah. Okay. So now she says that she was also born, <laughs> that she was <laughs> easy. <laughs> she was born with ESP powers. Why did you laugh when you said that? I, I, I don't know. It happens all the time. <laughs> so, so her claims are that she, first of all, she can talk to dead people. She can see dead people. Um, also that um, she can read your mind. She can channel dead people. Like I can channel the consciousness of your great, great grandpa. Um, and that she can read your thoughts. Okay. So this is why she was bullied because. <laughs> She's an X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what's that chick's name? I don't know. There's no power, by the way, that I want less. I don't to I, have ESP. I would, I would throw that gift away. Yeah, yeah. It sounds so overwhelming. There's so many dead people. Right, right. So, okay. So early in her childhood, like Teal says this herself, like her parents didn't know what to do with her because basically she had probs. Like, and um, we'll talk about this later, but. I did watch a interview with one of her childhood friends. Her name is Diana. I can't remember, but it's on a Mormon stories podcast episode. Anyways, she said that basically like from the get, like she had problems. And so Teal's parents would take her to like all these therapists and stuff like that. And like, they thought that she maybe had schizophrenia as a child. Okay schizophrenia maybe she had a personality disorder like she had issues very early on so she's at least exhibiting signs of something yes okay it wasn't in her head i mean maybe but there is a there's a physical manifestation of whatever's taking place it, other people are noticing that yeah, she yeah, has yeah. something going on that's right. not this is not a private quote issue. unquote normal yes okay now Teal was admitted into a psychiatry ward at the age of 17 after an attempt on her own life. So she has attempted suicide multiple times. Now, Teal, Teal has this kind of backstory. And this backstory, this founding story, is a huge part of her practice today. So she alleges, and, and, and another disclaimer here, okay? We believe victims. Let's lead with that, right? Like we, I would say if someone told us that they were hurt by someone, we're going to err on the side of that probably happened. Yes. The problem with this situation is that this is the most um, outrageous thing ever that has no other evidence for it except her word. So we are skeptical. I'm skeptical. That's not to say I don't believe victims. I do. But let me just tell you what she says happens. Okay. So she says that around age six on from like six to 18. She didn't know what, like her parents were like, we don't know what to do with you. So they sent her to work with this guy who was a horse veterinarian. Don't know how that's going to help, but. <laughs> well, let's start ruling things out. Okay. So sends her to a horse vet because she was really into horses. So I think the idea was that like, Oh, like she can like get her mind off things. Like she can, you know, get into an activity that maybe grounds her. Yeah. Kind find of. a hobby, find something to exactly. sink your teeth into. I think yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. the parents were I'm not mad at thinking. That. And this was like a family friend, whatever. 
Teal says that she was being horrifically sexually abused by this man, um, that she was in a satanic cult with this man, that he would take her every single night at 3 a.m. out of her bed, drive her to Idaho, where they would have these satanic rituals, bathing her in blood. She's watched babies being thrown onto fires and die. Okay? Like, like it's not just like, hey, I was abused. It was like, hey, I was abused to the literal max. Like, right. like I was dragged to the depths of hell li- like, every night. Like, literally. Every night. Like, like, literally. Right. And the problem with this is that None of this came out until she went to this therapist who was named Barbara Snow. And Barbara Snow is a very controversial and problematic person because she was at one of the therapists that was at the center of the satanic panic in Utah during the 80s and 90s. Now, quick history lesson. Evangelical America in the 80s and 90s were convinced that there were satanic cults everywhere. Did you ever hear about the story of the West Memphis Three? these three boys who were convicted of killing these little boys and they said it was satanic rituals. They were like 18. Okay. Long story short, they were just the weird metal heads. Yeah. They didn't do anything, but because they were weird, they were like, Oh, they must've murdered these boys, even though there was like no evidence. Right. This was like a thing. This was like a weird phenomenon that was happening. Yes. And a lot of it was happening from these people who were going into therapy And these therapists at the time were well-intentioned, but misinformed. Basically what they were, the thought was, was that these people have these problems. So there must be some kind of abuse or trauma that they suffered. So we're going to quote unquote, recover their memories that they don't have right now that are just deeply, deeply repressed. Which we've seen this in multiple groups. Right. Here's the problem. Psychology research tells us that basically that's not a thing. That when people are exposed to serious trauma, even in early childhood, they remember it. Like people who've watched their parents be murdered, for example, in front of them. They remember it. The idea comes from Freud. The idea is that your psyche can't handle this intense emotional trauma, that it purposely stuffs it down, repression. But there just isn't evidence to support it. So what was happening was these people were going into these therapy sessions and they were telling a person they had a problem. And then the therapist was like, well, maybe there was a childhood trauma. Now, oftentimes this also took place under hypnosis, okay? And hypnosis only works on people who are suggestible which means they're willing to accept suggestions from others. So you have a person who's already suggestible, then you have them in a heightened suggestibility state, and then you're suggesting to them that perhaps maybe your dad hurt you, maybe your mom hurt you, maybe there was this, this, and this. And so what they have found is that basically a lot of these practitioners actually implanted false memories into these people, things that never, ever happened. And so people would come out of these therapy sessions worse off than they were because now they think my dad molested me or, or I was a part of this satanic ritual abuse that never happened. It's very dangerous. Very dangerous. So sometimes this would cause a lot of issues. Now, Teal, in her seeking treatment, went to one of these therapists. And this is where all these memories came out because parents never said any of this no right no they said we didn't know what to do with her but definitely we're not letting you leave at three in the morning to go to idaho every night no and like in the in the in the uh podcast episode that i watched the mormon stories podcast that interviewed her best friend from when she was little she's like it's just not possible she's like i live next door to her it's definitely not possible no it's just not possible if you if you have parents at all who have even the slightest bit of concern exactly. for you as a human being. Every night, Idaho, every night. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And you're just going to come back and not mention the babies on the fire the next right. day or not be right. crying or not be right. anything? Right. Man. And, and, and 
I'm not saying that nothing happened to her. It, it, it seems maybe likely that actually maybe some abuse did take place. I just don't know if it was bathing in the blood of the dead babies thrown on the fire. It's a bit of a stretch. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because her, her behavior was bizarre, as explained by this friend of hers when she was little. Kind of showed some stuff, like weird hypersexuality for a little kid. Um, Which leads to abuse and trauma, right? Or typically is caused by abuse and right, trauma. Right, right. So it's not to say that something didn't happen, but this story I don't think happened. But she takes it and probably to help with the narrative. Correct. So she says that because of this, this made her suicidal, which, I mean, duh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, cause yeah, and yeah. effect. Yeah. Like if that was the case, like, yeah. That this made her suicidal and that she um, really contemplated suicide and tried to take it multiple tried to take her life multiple times and basically came out of this process on the other side. And she has now created this quote unquote process that could help you find joy in your life today and get out of the depths of despair. Okay. So that's kind of her background. Do you have questions about that? Oh, I got questions. Okay. But not for her, not for her. I'm good. Now, one thing to mention, another thing, um, this comes from the, uh, article from, uh, refinery 29 that barbara snow um she was in a government investigation because of the problematic stuff she was doing the therapist now she probably hasn't spoke out you obviously can't right confidentiality right. and stuff but i mean you can't really say she's probably not a good character witness to anything right okay so now 2011 teal releases her first book sculpture in the sky and she starts a youtube channel this youtube channel is like her bread and butter this is where she's on like i don't know if it's daily but it's at least weekly weekly it's it's a lot yeah say the weekly in the dock yeah and it's i mean hers looks pretty good i'm gonna say for a cult a group that's a little weird um not a bad website listen i'm a media guy and yeah, I've been very scrutinous of all of the groups we've talked it's about. It's not like a, it's not like Heaven's Gate. No, <laughs> the GeoCities website. <laughs> no, this is, and I think that if this, if there's a, if there's anything to like, as we look at her, she has systemized this very well. Yeah. To an audience that is very welcoming of not only her message, but the medium in which it's given. Like, right. it's, it's easy. Like, the YouTube, it, like, this is what you right. do. I think it's also, one thing that is a little interesting with her is that, like, I actually don't think that she is making buco bucks. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think she's, like, ringing in the cash. Like, I mean, she's not gonna... I think she's doing well, but I don't think she's, like, a billionaire. But I don't think this is going to be, like, an indictment on, like she's going to get charged in 15 years for embezzling 500 no i don't think so like, I, don't, I, don't, like I don't that but i think that that also might be her key yeah it's interesting um one of her some people have said that her goal isn't to become rich her goal is to be famous that's what they've said so which like kind of kudos to her is if we look at this as a case study like mm -hmm. How many times have I just said, if only they didn't get greedy, if right, only this right, group right. didn't get greedy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there is a certain level that we will allow odd behavior <laughs> yeah. to fly under the radar as long right. as it doesn't spike high enough. And it only spikes high enough when you kill people <laughs> or when you have a lot of money. Right. So <clears throat> she starts her YouTube channel in 2011. In 2011, she also holds her first event in Salt Lake City what she calls a synchronization workshop. And we kind of, we'll talk more about these in a, in a minute when we get into the episodes, but basically she like invites people up onto the stage and she tries to like kind of give them coaching on the stage in front of everybody. Yeah. It's almost just like public, um, kind of Tony Robbinsy. Very. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now she calls herself the spiritual catalyst. Her critics call her the suicide catalyst. And the reason for this, and they don't really cover this that well in the doc, which is why I'm talking about it. She has had several followers 
both that she worked with directly in person and then also people who just watched her videos a lot online that have taken their own lives after interacting with her content or her directly. One particular person was named Leslie Wangsgard, and she worked directly with Teal for about a year. And Teal says it herself. She says, basically, Leslie didn't want to live. And so she would say to her, well, you have to choose life or choose death. She is very blunt. Yeah. But like she said, like she told her, I've never seen someone in a living body that soul wants to be out of it so much before suggesting basically that you're not going to win might this. be a good option yeah like you're not going to win this battle, right which is crazy right and she also has said about leslie that basically she tried everything she could nobody else could help her so she's supreme right if i can't fix you right and which and, she feels no remorse for that i don't think no and she leslie had gotten off her antidepressants I think cold turkey at the encouraging of teal because these antidepressants were blocking her spiritual growth. I mean, this woman was severely depressed. She was on Paxil and then she gets off this. Well, no wonder. Yeah. I mean, there are signs, right? <laughs> right. But it's kind of the, the question is, and in this podcast called the gateway, everybody listen to this. If you want a deep dive, this, journalist Jennings Brown he basically tries to answer this question is she culpable for Leslie's death now I'm not going to give it away y'all go listen to it but it's a very interesting look because she kind of her niche is finding the broken at their lowest point which is normal. That's what cult people do. Yeah, that's kind of... But what's interesting is she's systemized it on YouTube. So when you type in, I don't want to live, Teal Swan videos pop up. Like, she's done it like that. Like, the search engines. So she's, she's using all the tools at her disposal. Yeah. To gain these followers. Right. Which makes success very easy when you're at the bottom. Right. Or you end up kicking them off the deep end. Mm -hmm. Right. Those are the only two options. Right. So now this is what Teal's response to her being called out for running a cult. This is a quote. What do I say to people saying I run a cult? Here's the thing. A lot of people are going to demonize me because of my honesty. I have the perfect recipe for a cult and I fucking know it. I have a demographic of people who are miserably isolated and who need belonging desperately. That's what makes me safe. These people are desperate. They need my approval. They will do whatever the hell I say. The only reason that it is not steered there is because of my ethics. This is where, like, that is where it gets crazy to me. Right. And maybe because I'm, well, I think I'm in a right mind. <laughs> yet to Most be, of the time. Yet to be proven. <laughs> like, how do you go and continue after hearing that? You're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to log on and watch another video. Like, <laughs> right. Like, well, because I don't think they're seeing those things. I, but how, I think you have to, I, I think that they would have read, they read that and they're still like, I don't, I still, I still need it. Like this, this craving attention and you see it in the doc and we'll talk about right. it. Like there is such in a, in they just need a, her approval. Yeah. It, it, to the point where they'll bend their own reality to get it. I mean, it really is like if Jesus was a woman today and like, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a pretty good comparison. Yeah. Like, I mean, and she'll, the fact that she says it. Oh, I mean, she literally says like, it, they, they need my approval. They will do whatever the hell I say. And, and then my favorite thing about these leaders of these groups, like Keith Raniere, for example, is they love to claim that they're so ethical that, yeah, this could be a problem, but I'm so ethical. I'm the most ethical. There's nobody more ethical than me that this will never be a problem. Okay. 
it's always like if you have to tell someone that you're yeah. that, that you're selfless, <laughs> right? It means that you're probably I'm a not. really nice person. I'm really nice. <laughs> Says by the meanest people ever. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So 2011, she starts these videos. Yes, and, and then she's 20 grinding. 2018 is when the Gateway podcast comes out. Okay, so this was a couple years ago then. Yeah, this is when I was first introduced into Teal Swan because I freaking binged the crap out of that podcast. Um, and then 2022, today, is when this Deep End docuseries is out. And she has more than one book. Yeah, I think she's like a, like six. Yeah. So, but all similar. Like she... Yeah, it's all the rigmarole. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she... And this is what's interesting about her and kind of this group is there really isn't anything like we talk about, we've had a couple groups that are not necessarily religious, right. right? They're, they're more, I don't even know how you characterize this kind of philosophical, but kind uh -huh. of almost just like mentor. Right. To the right. Right. Extreme. Right. Yeah. Like, and like the this falls into that. Yeah. Like she doesn't have any like specific creation stories that we know of. Right, but I don't. I don't think this is like a Scientology level where you have to get to a certain level to get access to those things. No, I don't think so either. I think you're right with that, and that's what I'm saying is makes her a little different. Is that but, I don't think it's fully money based, and I think it also is smarter. Yeah, like what do we like? Because it's, it's harder to it's harder to pinpoint someone and call them out when it's just like, well, I'm just like helping people, exactly. and like I'm not, you know, right. You're not waiting for the spaceship to come take you away. Like right. we can't really knock you on. Right. A lot of this stuff. Right. Um, one thing I will knock her on, though, is that she does not have any psychological training. <laughs> no degrees, no nothing. No. Any education? I, I, not that I've seen. She might, but I have not read anywhere that she has any education. She doesn't call herself doctor, right? There's no doctor no, in front of her. No, no. But, like, it's just, it's, it's a slippery slope, and honestly... She's lucky that she hasn't gotten in trouble yet because, I mean, she must have some really good disclaimers, some, like, policies that people sign because, I mean, imagine I'm just like, hey, um, I'm, your, I'm your therapist now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I tell you something and you, you do something. I mean, that's serious consequences. Like, there's reasons that there's, there's a board that has to certify you and give you your certification to get to provide therapy. Do you know what I mean? I mean, especially something like that where the repercussions are literally deadly. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, so that's a big thing that I think is a problem. Now she would say, that's what makes me great because I'm not weighed down by the, the, um, the traditional beliefs of, you know, the psychological association. That's what they all say. Right. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have to abide by their rules. Right. I, I can, I can use any healing modality on you, like putting frog poison in you and making you puke up all your trauma. Jeez. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> okay. I looked it up right now. Uh, high school education. So. Yeah. Okay. So moving forward, we are starting our coverage now on the episodes from the deep end we're going to cover episodes one and two okay so it opens and teal is holding somebody in water and this girl is convulsing into her teal promises to help people heal from their trauma and she says these people are listening to me at 3 a.m and want to kill themselves like this is her goal this is her target audience it definitely, it, like, when the opening scene, like, not to spoil it or anything, it's very intense. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of scary. Like, like <laughs> yeah. when I watched the doc, like, I didn't really know where this was going mm -hmm. after that opening scene, but I knew that it was intense. But I think she loves that. I do, too. I think that's, I think that she has to have a heightened sense of emotion. Like, yes. It's, it, it's the only way it works. Now... They, they kind of jump around a lot in the podcast. Like they jump around from her being at like retreat with someone and then like um, her on stage. So now she's like in a stage giving a performance, whatever. And she calls a guy to heal him on stage. Now she is very, I said she's very charismatic and she's very like 
she's good at connecting with the audience on stage. She she is like the impression that I got though is that everybody is like almost like really I love the comparison like Jesus like mm-hmm. they are awestruck. Yeah, they're to, just dripping to, on yes, every word. Like everything yeah. she says is like they are obsessed with it. Yeah, because they're events. they're people who already know her from her videos. Yeah, no one's wandering off the street. They're not like, oh, who's Teal Swan? No, it, yeah. it looked like you were gonna meet, you know, a rock star. Like they right. are so excited to even just go sit down. But it's funny because like I wrote that she is helping this guy, and she's like. She's doing this thing where she's like, oh, like to her manager guy, she's like, oh, can I please do one more? Let me please help. Like she just acts like, oh, I'm so, I just want to help and heal everybody. Yeah. And no, she goes, do we have time just really fast? Yeah. And he's like, you don't do anything really fast. Yeah. Okay. One more. Yeah. It's just like such a, eh, whatever. You're just pandering to this idea. Right. You you want nothing more than to stay, but they're pulling you off stage. Woe is me. I just want to stay and heal more people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then this woman comes on stage and this woman is very clearly depressed and she tells her, why are you still here then? Okay, this is the bluntness I'm talking about. Like she is, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. even for me, and I feel like I can be pretty blunt sometimes. <laughs> no. She's aggressively blunt. Yes. No, she literally like, why are you still living then? Which is what's hard because I think that we, when we look at groups and people like this, we almost think that they're almost begging to be like loved. Uh-huh. She, it almost seems like she's the opposite. Like the the meanness and kind of the blunt, not hatred, but just. I feel like it's a tough love thing. It's it like is. A, oh, I'm going to give you tough love. And like, this is also why they want her approval. Right. Like, how many times have you seen this before? Right. So she then tells her to go to the worst of the worst case scenarios, that she's, like, dead. Like, she tells her to think about it. And she says, Teal says, none of us are going to make it out of here alive. So that's interesting. Now, this is my opinion, Teal Tribe. Don't come for me, okay? In this whole thing, And, 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 and in Teal's response or rebuttal video, she says that this is because of editing. That could be the case. But I'm going to say in this documentary, they make her, whether it's how she truly is or how they've edited, look like a fucking narcissist. Yeah. To the max. It's, it's hard, right? Like every, everything has an agenda. Right. So, I mean, I, I think that it very well could be somewhere in the middle. I mean, couldn't I edit your conversations in a day to make you just look like a real POS? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm probably a bitch, <laughs> to be honest. But, to begin with. But, but same. So, I mean, I, I do, like, I do try. I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah. How could I get it? But you hear, like, you can't. There not, are certain things where she's saying it directly. Like, you see them. her face. And it's one camera And shot, she says, right? you're a loser. And it's like, okay, bro. Like, yeah. like. I don't know how they edited that. Yeah, we didn't know. This is a one-shot thing. Yeah. Right? There's no camera breaks. There's no anything. Like, I know you said this to them. So maybe she was having a bad day. I don't know. We'll give her the benefit of the doubt. But in this doc, they make her look like a real yeah. bitch. It's, cra- it's crazy. I mean, truly. And, and, and if anybody has any dissenting opinion, you're on her shit list. Which is you. Oh. Right now. Welcome. <laughs> yeah (laughs) whatever so um there are lots of critics about her there are lots of people who love her too and not love her obsessed worship i mean the they're doing the meet and greet and the guy comes up and lifts up his shirt and says i have your pick i have your face tattooed on my arm and it's not small it's half his arm yeah and you know what? She Could you imagine if one of our listeners did that? <laughs> Damn, what's good? Actually, you don't know our faces and you'll never know. <sighs> Dude, but she doesn't give it more than a second. Yeah. And I was, okay, as, as someone like who has yeah, tattoos, yeah, yeah. like that's a really big thing. Yeah. And for me to show you like my hero and for you to be like, oh, and then like just smile for the picture and push me off to the side. Like, and that's, she acts that's, very bothered she acts very bothered, especially when men are like wanting something from her. And 
I can understand why, but it's also like, I don't know. It's just like, I, what do you expect? Right. Like, but, like that's the ultimate, I mean, to me, that's the ultimate pining for affection. I'm going to yeah. tattoo your face. <laughs> hey, your face on my arm. Yeah. And you don't give it, you know that he just wanted, he, like he just went and got another one. <laughs> One's not enough. I need, I need to get on the other arm, on the yeah, other bicep. get something else. So. People are obsessed with her. Yeah. If you're in, you're in. Right. And, but, but, but what's crazy is like, they can be people who've never met her and they just have watched all her videos. That's what's crazy That's very, to me. That was very common. I've seen all of your videos. I watch all of your videos. Right, I binge right, all your right, videos. Right. Like everyone, and that's what I'm saying. Like that's what she does so well is you just have to keep putting out content. Right. So now it's going to, it jumps and she's talking with her manager, Matthias, who seems like a very sweet man. That like, I don't know what he is. German maybe. Yeah, I don't know what he is. He's definitely... He, like, but very devoted to her, clearly. And they're discussing her 1.2 million followers on Facebook. They literally say, we're trying to make her Deepak. Dude. <laughs> hey, shout out to all of the people that they mentioned. Deepak Chopra. Yeah. John of God. Yeah. Is mentioned in the pod. They or, do? mentioned in the doc. Really? Yeah. Yes. I miss that. Oh, which is so great. I was like, yo, shout out to our episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like saying I'm, I'm, I want to be, I need to be bigger. She mentions Jim Jones, all these things. Yes. She, she, and that's, what's weird about her. It's like, I feel like she does see who she is, but then she's just, I don't know. It's, it's a very but interesting. This is a, this is a, this is a marketing meeting. Yeah. Like they're sitting and they're talking about strict numbers. We're trying to get Tony Robbins numbers. <laughs> right? Right. Like this is not I want to I want to bless as many people as I can. This is not right. I'm, I'm here to be the mouthpiece of God. This is but not But maybe do you think that that just to play devil's advocate here. Maybe you think that's just a more simpler and to the point way of saying all that crap? Well, I think it's I think it's effective for sure. Yeah. Like, like, what can you? Because, like, like for example, in in college, I was in a Christian group, and that, to be honest, they're a little culty. But um, episode coming soon. <laughs> they would say we need to win more hearts. You all need to go out and win more hearts for Jesus, and blah 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 blah. And I just felt, to me, it felt very much like a numbers game. Like they said, we need this many people. And I just thought that was so weird. Well, isn't that like a pretty common knock on churches today? Like obsessed with numbers. Yeah. If I think that, new, that but that's out. what I'm saying is like, she's just getting straight to the point. For sure. She's not saying I'm blessing everybody. She's like, give me the numbers. And that's, that's like her bluntness coming through, but it's, right. it's very clear what, what she's trying to do. Like, I, and I commend her for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Now, now we're introduced to Blake. Blake is the head of operations and he's dyeing her hair in the tub with henna. Um, Blake is so sad to me. He's like a very sad little guy. He reminds me of, I don't know what he reminds me of, but he's just like a little kicked puppy that just keeps on following around the, the person that kicks him. So he's been with Teal for 17 years. He was 19 when he met her. They had a relationship for one year, a romantic relationship. After that, they've not been romantic, but he has lived with her and been with her by her side for her five marriages. It's okay. Just let's just picture this for a second. Hey, hey, you meet this, <laughs> you meet this girl. Okay. You fall in love. Her ex-boyfriend loves with you. <laughs> And like interacts with like and the kids. They touch and like and the kids. Yes, so like is is the kid's dad basically. When that part came, I I, I rewound it. Yeah. Well, that's not a thing anymore. I I <laughs> scrolled back. I don't even know what you say anymore. No one's rewinding things. Anyway, I had to watch it twice because I was like, that, that's not what I heard. Yeah. There's he's not living with them. <laughs> yeah. No, he is. No. Yeah. Seventeen years. Which, shout out to the devotion, but what? what no, are we, it's sad. What are we it's doing? so sad. It's so clear. Like, you must give all your devotion to me. You are not allowed to really. I, I mean, you're strongly discouraged to go get another relationship, Blake, because I need all your attention. I'm teal in this. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. But somehow. But I can go have five marriages. And also let's go get five marriages though, you know? I'm the most spiritually healed person in the world. And I can't keep marriage together. What does that say? I mean, five is a lot. Maybe marriage just isn't for you. <laughs> probably. Probably. But again, you don't have these tenets of religion. So this is not a bad thing. That's true. Right? Like but, this is her genius. I guess. I she, guess. D- she doesn't preach anything against this. Right. So now. But it is weird. <laughs> let's, let's not get away from the fact that there's another dude living with you. Yeah. Your ex-boyfriend. Not yeah. just a random dude. That's true. Your ex-boyfriend who also, when he does eventually get a girlfriend, says, I still think you're sexy as hell and is touching her leg. It's toxic at best. Oh, my God. If I was the girl, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, maybe that's why she's a marriage number five. (sighs) They thought they could deal with Blake, and then they're like, yeah, never mind. This is weird. I'm out. Who could? Who could? Okay, so now people talk about being in her presence, and this matches exactly with what we said. They say, I feel like she's Jesus. It's a great comparison. So the thing is with Teal, and I think this is smart, Instead of saying, this thing is wrong with you, she flips the script and says, something happened to you. So there's no real accountability of like, okay, maybe, I, maybe I'm toxic because of whatever. It's, oh, there must have been some trauma that created that toxicity in you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this, it's her, but this is what she does. Right. She flips it. And she's like, you, you can either choose to believe it or not. But, but the problem that I have with this is that she's creating these narratives for these people. And it isn't coincidental. It is not coincidental that almost all these people that go through this completion process somehow come out of this with this newfound memory, this recovered memory, quote unquote, of someone in their life abusing them that they never had before. Like her her right-hand girl, Grassi, the stories of her watching her parents throw a baby over the fire. Hmm, sounds a little familiar. Yeah, you just keep reusing like this get out of and jail And she had never card. had those memories. Like it's just not a thing. It's just not a thing. Especially that. How many like, people are throwing babies on the spit? Right, I mean, this isn't exactly <laughs> like a common practice. No! it's it's very sad now then there's there's this part that we jump to and they're at one of these retreats where they're doing this thing called the completion process which is basically this recovered memory thing and this thing that she calls shadow work which she took from carl jung so there's this intense therapy non-therapy session with this girl and this is the part where that girl is screaming and crying and she's like i want to stab my mother yeah uh yeah this channeling situation is very scary to me personally well i think like the whole event is designed very specifically to like complete this process that she starts like everything like as i'm watching these people interact with her and with each other like everything is everything has a purpose and like these people, like who do you like enough that you're like, I'm going to go on this retreat. Like you're not a fair weather fan if you are right. participating in this. So you already have this idea that I need and answers you're paying money and I need answers. Right. So any answer you can provide, mm-hmm. I'm clinging to it. That's true. Yeah. So, oh, trauma. Love it. Perfect. <laughs> That's what I'm going to go right, with. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, would you rather be in, in the gray or would you rather know even if knowing is awful? And for these people, like, they've been living in the gray. Right. They don't know what it is. And they've exhausted their own memory. So she gives you a new one. Well, and that's that's a really nice, I mean, how do I explain this? It feels good to have some um, cause. Yeah. To just say I'm depressed and I don't know why sucks. It's the worst thing. A lot more because because then that's a lot harder to treat, right? It's almost impossible. Because we don't know where it's right. coming from, so we can't attack it. If I say, oh, this comes from this specific thing, okay, well, now I can, quote unquote, deal with that. Right, I can get clo- like closure to yeah. the point that I and can Yeah, and so live. then I can be better. Right. Yeah. 
Now, this was this is one of the first things where I'm like, oh, narcissist, narcissist. So so they're in this group at one of these retreats, and this guy is asking her questions. He's kind of challenging her. I love this this conversation. So she says she's the most aware person she knows. Okay. And he asks her, basically, is there anyone you trust to advise you? Right. Who is your mentor? And right. she's like, I don't have one. And he's like, well, how would you know them then if you're like being sus, basically? And she gaslights the shit out of him. And she says, why is this question important to you? And she says, I can misuse my power. Like, like she basically says, you asking this question is inappropriate and don't ever ask again because I am the most most self-aware. It, I don't need to seek anybody. I am Jesus. Right. Because she, what, <laughs> what is her analogy? If, if we put all the fastest people in the world in a race, mm-hmm. would you then ask the fastest person? Who's faster or something? Yeah, something like that. Or like, who, like, who do you think is faster than you? Or, or how, how can I, oh, how can I trust that you're the fastest person in the world? Who's faster than you? Right. And you would never do that because they're like literally just, she literally acknowledges that she is the most yeah. self-aware the most, like in the world that I am so self-aware that nobody could ever mentor me <laughs> in that because no one is more aware than me. It's so wild. And he just stares at her and I'm, and then like she, it works. Like she, oh, she I, shuts that shit down and I'm looking at his mind and I'm like, he's actually processing this right now. Like he's like, wow, she, she's right. Oh, see, I, I know myself. If I was in her presence, I'd be like, no, bye. I'm leaving. Bye. Like, I, I really can't, especially like, I don't know. I just don't, when people refuse to ask a question and then respond with a question, you bug me. <laughs> <laughs> it's an intense conversation. It's, it's, it's an episode one. It's really good. Yeah. So now, um, Teal goes in and she's talking about her childhood. She said she scared her mom wildly. She was seeing other dimensional entities, hearing others' thoughts. She got all these diagnoses. Um, She said that she started getting sexually assaulted in 1996 by that alternative practice practitioner dude who was the veterinarian for the horses. Um, She has a suicide attempt at 17. Her and Blake fall in love after her suicide attempt, and he just loves her unconditionally. This is the saddest thing. He truly does. You can tell. He just loves her. That's not a lie. No, he just loves her. Um, Now, she says she's had 12 to 13 relationships. That's a lot. Five marriages, and Blake stayed there the whole time. She also has a son. Now, now we meet Juliana, or as she says, in, in Till's videos, she says, Juliana. So Juliana is a follower who is from Germany. She found Teal online. She felt isolated and she found her videos. This is where she went to a completion process retreat and she starts kind of dating Blake. They kind of start hitting it off, which, I mean, just tell me what you saw in, in Teal's body language anytime Juliana would get brought up, especially before Juliana comes to the U.S.? It's, I mean, it's, it's almost like she, I want to say like protect, like goes into like protection mode, but like in a yeah. weird, like it's, it's very aggressive. To me, it's like a dog that's like guarding its, uh, it's like owner. But they don't give anything, like, but they don't really want what it's guarding. You know what I mean? Like, this is the weird part. Like, she's not with Blake. Yeah, but I think that she... She loves the security I of having someone obsessed likes, with her. Yeah, I think she very much um, relies on him being completely devoted to her. So here's the thing. Blake's not there. Does this thing fall apart? Does it last as long as it does? Blake literally deuces. At the end. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, if he deuced in, like... like Peaced out in like 2000, like oh. 17. Does her entire operation fall apart? It's a good question. I don't know. I think it does. Yeah. I think that he's, he's such an integral part 
to her feeling of right narcissism. I don't know. I don't know. I think she'd find another Blake. Oh, I hope there's not another one. There is. That Matthias. Yeah, I guess that's true. There's a whole group of these people. I mean, oof, we'll get there. But okay, so Juliana starts dating Blake. Teal is. Oh, uh, now Teal says in her rebuttal video that that's not real, that they clipped and edited things to make her look like that way, that she wasn't actually that way. Okay. Which to be fair, like that one, I do believe more. Yeah. Because she's like, I wanted to help him pick out a ring for her. And like, I was like, like she, again, I think it's somewhere in the middle. She doesn't say anything about her that would come off as like she hates her. Right? So I do no. think it could be clipped. I think so too. Now, Teal says you're either in or you're out. And then she says that she wants to be more spiritually influential than the Pope. <laughs> it's a bold claim. Talk about grandiosity. Um, and that's where we end in episode one, that she's going to be more influential than the Pope. So we're already like 50 minutes in. We are going to wrap it up right now, and we will cover the rest of the series if we can. We got to do a part In the two. next episode. We got to do a part yeah, two. Yeah, in, in part two. Um, so stick around for that. That will be released shortly. If you haven't watched it. Yeah, go watch it. follow along. Go watch it. Check it out. And you know, Hulu. send us a send us a DM or something on um on our Insta at the dot If you're a Teal Tribe, just don't go there. Just don't go there. It's not for you. <laughs> not for you. Not for you. Um, and we will see you later. Don't drink the Kool Aid. Peace.